What's good, you beautiful people? This is the Mindful Wizard. I hope everyone's feeling well and rested. So I'm going to start this podcast this week with a story. So I'm reading Eckhart Tolle's A New Earth. I'm almost done. Ah, But this was so beautiful. So he says that ego is strengthened by time, by the association with time. Let me explain. If you're thinking about the future, something that you want, you're already showing that you're not satisfied with the current moment. So you strengthen the ego. If you're thinking about the past, you wish things would change. You're out of line. Excuse me. You're out of alignment with the present moment. Once again, strengthening the ego. But listen to the cure. He goes, this is totally now, but nothing can satisfy the ego for long. As long as it runs your life, there are two ways of being unhappy. Not getting what you want is one, and getting what you want is the other. So when I read this, I'm like, wait, so then how the hell are you supposed to be happy, right? And listen to the wisdom here. If you get what you want, you'll realize, or most people will realize, that what they were chasing wasn't that satisfying. And it's happened to me. And I'm going to give you an example. When I used to sell sneakers as, a, as part of you know, a secondary source of income. I used to sell sneakers and I would hustle. So when I realized that I was chasing the money, right, it was difficult. Like I was never happy. I was just constantly chasing. All right, fine. The next pair, the next pair, the next pair, sell those, sell those, sell those, make money, make profit, make profit. And it was that continuous chase. But this is the funny part. So my ultimate goal was to have enough money to buy a pair of sneakers, a specific pair of sneakers, and not feel bad about spending the money because they were expensive, relatively expensive. So when I finally got that pair after about a year and a half of wanting them, I remember looking at them and saying, what the fuck? Like, they're great. Cool. I put my, my, my feet in the shoe and then I'm like, not ungrateful, but it hit me like it dawned on me. It was an epiphanous moment. Like, what am I chasing? These are just sneakers. I've given them the power that i thought that they had and when i put them on i was dissatisfied and then i said damn am i ungrateful and it's not that i'm ungrateful it's that i attached happiness to these pairs of sneakers meaning that's impossible these pairs of sneakers would have never gave me happiness but i'm glad i had that experience because when i read this line today it really hit home it was like oh that's what totally is saying so by getting what you want Sometimes you realize that you didn't really want that. So that strengthens the ego. By not getting what you want, you're strengthening the ego because you're not aligned with the present moment. The only moment to be happy is here. He says that the ego can't exist in a timeless reality. It has to exist in the constraints of time. But if you don't believe in time, right? then you're not held to that standard of what happiness is. There is no deadline because time doesn't exist. Now, let me explain this a little deeper for those of you that haven't heard these philosophies. It might sound confusing. When I speak on time, I'm speaking on there's practical time, right? The time that we use on the clock, that's like at 1130, I have an appointment. And then there's the time that we ourselves attached to goals or expectations that's the time that i'm telling you that doesn't exist that's the illusion of it 
because that time is attached to happiness, right? Don't make happiness something so exclusive. Realize that it's right here. Now, let me go a little deeper because this is going to get kind of interesting to me, at least. So when I realized that, I'm like, wow. So I really am wasting time as I plan and build the next event, right? It's just like I'm living for the next moment. And I think we all are until we realize that, until we realize that we're spending precious time planning for a greater moment when it's like, no, this is the only moment. Appreciate this right now in real time. And in the future, all the efforts that you took, hopefully, will help you. But that's also in the future. That's still the illusion. This is the moment that you have to live in. You have to realize that either by getting or not getting what you want, that's not the goal. The real goal is happiness here. So let me go a little deeper. So once I realized that, I was very grateful. It was like a grateful awakening. It's like, oh, something I needed to hear. So then I'm like, God, I know you're out there. I don't need anything. I'm grateful right now. And I just want to thank you for that. Right? And then I'm reading. And it says, this is another line from Tolly. Accept the present moment and find the perfection that is deeper than any form and untouched by time. Tolly's confirming what I'm already realizing. Happiness is here. This is the present moment. This is perfection. It's deeper. It's it's like this sense of just, ah, God is with me. The universe is with me. That's the sense that I'm talking about. Look at these ads in the background. Give me a second. I'm going to charge them for my ad space. Get out of here. Sorry about that. But it's like, it's just a beautiful thing. It's untouched by time, right? It's this present moment that is not defined by your goals, just be happy right now, right here, where you're not worried about, you know, what's going to happen later. You're here. You're flowing. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that little section. I hope it added a little bit of understanding to where I'm going with this chase of time. And it's funny because this paragraph, uh, excuse me, not this paragraph, this um chapter was called The Paradox of Time. So let's explore it together. All right, guys, I love you. Have a blessed day and thanks for listening. What's good, you wonderful people? This is the Mindful Wizard. I hope everyone's having a blessed day. I hope you can hear the music in the background. This is an interesting song. And I don't know how this copyright works, but I'm assuming I have to shout them out. So this is Pink Floyd's Marooned. Um, you know, I'm taking my page more serious now. I'm taking the podcast more serious because um, I'm kind of manifesting and at the same time visualizing sponsorships soon. Let me take a sip of coffee while I speak that into existence. Yeah, but I would love that. I would love some sponsorships. And uh, let's see where that goes. So I'm just throwing that out there into the universe. Let that absorb. Um, all right. So I'm in. I'm in radio check. I'm here. So check it out. So I was reading this book one time. I want to say maybe last year. It was called Creative Visualization by Shakti Gawain. And the reason I'm bringing that up now is because I just mentioned visualization. And what I want to speak on is this ability to, through meditation, right, you can slow down thinking, right? You put yourself in such a relaxed state of mind where there's no thought. And better yet, it's beyond thought. 
let's get to that point where it's no more of me saying there is no thought, right? Because that's a harder topic to grasp. But if I say it's beyond thought, right? It's you don't need thought to exist in this realm. It's just knowing, it's just existence, it's presence. So that's where I'm speaking from. When you get to that level of lowering thought, if you will, you're in a state of mind where you're more receptive to creativity because you're in touch with the infinite, right? But that's at the spiritual level. At the physical level, the subconscious level, hear me out, you're more susceptible to affirmations, to statements of power, to belief, right? Like almost like hypnosis where you think that if they, whatever, they'll... The, when the when the host claps their hands the person you know pretends to be a chicken like what what part of the brain are they speaking to that's the subconscious mind so that part of your mind can help you when you're manifesting reality because when you're sleeping that part can then kick in let me lower this real quick so speaking on manifestation and working with the subconscious mind, the reason that I'm talking about creative visualization is because that's another tool that you can use to stimulate the mind to that level of creation. And when I was speaking on manifestation, I swear to God, I did it subconsciously. You know, I'm talking to y'all and the color that was associated in my head was pink. And I know that sounds random, but according to the book, when you're manifesting, you're supposed to wrap up your manifestation or your intention with a pink bubble and i find it funny that my brain just naturally did that out of mind out of sight you know what i mean like you just kind of manifest it then you let it go there's no fear attached to it because there's a hermetic principle and it says actually the first hermetic principle is that all is mind you know what i'm saying everything is the mind so if you're starting from that point Right now, let's couple that with Deepak Chopra's law, the law of least effort, which he talks about in the seven spiritual laws of success. So this is kind of heavy shit I want to get into. But let's do this. Right. Hear me out, because there has to be a lot of foundation for this to make sense. So I'm, a, I'm actually going to write it down. We're going to start with law of least effort. Right. Then we're going to go to theory that everything is mine. And then that, how that ties into manifestation. Bang. So the law of least effort, right, is basically something I've spoken about. But I'll, I'll reiterate it for the new listeners and for those of you that haven't you know, heard it in a while. The law of least effort is this idea that nature flows seamlessly, right? You don't have to force nature. You don't have to tell the sun to shine. It just does. The sunflowers know to gravitate towards the sun. They don't have to be taught this. This is a natural process. I want humans to understand that creativity and creation is a God-given talent that we all have. So using the law of least effort, right, you can create something with the minimal of amount of resistance. And people think resistance is a hater jumping in and saying, like, oh, you can't do it. Nah, resistance is also mental resistance because based on your reality is what you can create. So if you don't believe that you can make this shit happen, you feel me? You're already working against yourself. If you don't believe it. Right. Then there's already more resistance. The plane can't fly. There's too much resistance. So then we get to the principle of mind. Right. There's this theory, the hermetic principle saying, give me one second, because I want to. I want to keep speaking. I'm going to lower that. Bang. I restarted the song so that I can keep going. All right. So the hermetic principle that all is mine is basically just teaching you 
or suggesting to you that if you can control the mind, then you can control what you believe about resistance. Once you affect what you believe about resistance, right? Because now I'm hitting back to the law of least effort. You can create things like this law, another, I've done research on the law of least effort and another way to say it is basically like total manifestation. Like, like, so when you get to a point with the law of least effort, you can manifest without moving a finger. Like that's the way they say it, right? It's like, it's a thought and then it's gone. And my best manifestations have worked that way when I just kind of be like, all right, this is what's going to happen. I believe it so much that it's like light energy. Like literally the belief is contained and wrapped up in energy that's like super fast, like light speed almost. And it's gone. You think about it. There's no resistance. It's gone. So what I'm doing here is combining the principle of all is mind, the law of least effort and manifestation to work together. And I did it subconsciously. So I figured it's already programmed within me. And that's the importance of routines. I didn't want to get into all that. But hey, I think it was important to mention. And I will apologize in advance because I know a lot of my podcasts seem to be random. I always start off with a theme. But then I just kind of go into the spirit, you know what I mean? And, and the spirit of what I want to say and what I kind of want to do and what I feel is right. And, and the message that the listeners need at the time and, and the message that I need, you know what I mean? So I, I hope that my sponta spontaneity doesn't throw you off. Um, I hope you can listen to it. I could do more structured stuff, maybe if I wanted to. It depends. Let me get some feedback. Hit me up. Let me know what you think. If you want more structured, lesson planned, I can create little 10, 15 minute segments of one unified theme. Right. But I like my own crazy, you know, out there approach. All right. So back to business, though. So the real part that I wanted to speak about is this line. A part of maturity is learning to love some people from a distance to keep their well-being in your prayers but to take a path away from them so i posted this right and on multiple social media sites and sometimes i'll post just to get the reaction just to see what the what the what the crowd is thinking and how they handle a certain message and i'll go into that at another time but i have a really interesting piece on how people respond to certain posts and why they respond but we, we don't have to get into that today. But the point I wanted to make with that is I put that up and people are telling me how difficult it is. And this is a self-love related post. So let me read it again, just so that we're on the same page, because I want people to understand where I'm coming with this one. A part of maturity is learning to love some people from a distance to keep their well-being in your prayers, but take them, excuse me, but take a path away from them. So how does that relate to self-love? You got to love yourself enough not to align with the energies that are deterrents. You feel me? If they're going to slow you down, you shouldn't align yourself with them. You shouldn't put yourself in a position to interact with these people. But I was telling, so I put it up, the, the, the point that I'm making about social media, I put it up and someone says something like, oh, that's hard to do. And I'm like, yeah, I get what you're saying. But at the same time, you got to love yourself enough to make that tough choice. And people think that mindfulness is always like flowers and all this beautiful stuff. Too. And it is. Don't get me wrong. The, the ultimate goal is still love, but love, right, of self, unconditional self-love mate might make you or force you to make a decision you don't want to make, which is separating yourself from your current reality to get to your potential growth so for example let's say i always use this because i guess it just comes to mind first drinking let's say sobriety 
is the next level of your growth. And you know it. And your fucking soul is telling you, like, yo. Your physical body's like, yo, I'm getting sick. And then your soul is telling you, like, yo, my man, it's time to do something different. You know what I mean? To, to evolve. But just being around certain energies might make that more difficult. And that's self-love. Knowing the maturity to walk away to distance people. You could love people from afar, but not let them enter your physical and or mental space. Think about that one. Because when I'm thinking distance, people are thinking physical. And take a deep breath too. Whew. Internal distance as well. Like I, I have a love for a lot of people, but that doesn't mean that they have to negatively enter my mind. Do you feel me? Think about that too. You get to a point where the love for them is it's unconditional. You still love them. You don't tie it to the memory of who they are. And I think I'll leave it at that note. The music is done. It's the second time we've uh, killed the track. And I'll just leave that that at that. I think I think um I think that was enough. All right, my brothers and sisters, I'm very curious to hear your thoughts. I will suggest I said this the other day, but we are over 500 plays. That's crazy. I didn't think I would get to this point. I'm sitting right now in my living room, my computer staring at a bird fly, and really thinking about the fact that we hit 500 fucking listens, man. It's crazy. Guys, I appreciate y'all. I really do. I love y'all, mindful wizards growing. And and that's just what it is. God is good. Uh, let me throw this one in here for my for myself, chronologically speaking. If I ever come back and hear this again, we're almost at fifteen hundred followers on Instagram. Do you hear yourself, sir? Yeah, yes, I do, my brother. All right, guys, I love y'all. Be well. Holla. Good, you beautiful people. I know you hear the medicine chant in the background. That is being presented by someone named an artist named An 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 Leah. <laughs> Annie Leah. I can't pronounce it. So it's N. It's A N I L A H. Anila. I don't know. I don't want to chop it up, but that's that. So the reason I started off today's segment with that is because it's a song that I heard before. Uh, earlier this week and it's called the medicine chant and it reminded me of all the chants i used to listen to last year and the year before that so i came across some songs right when you're on youtube and you're on the weirder side of youtube you get and there is a weird side of youtube so trust me when i say that the more you explore youtube the weirder the shit gets so if you haven't gotten to the weird side of youtube what the fuck are you watching but that's neither here nor there. Definitely explore the weird side of YouTube. But, you know, earlier in my spiritual journey, I met this dude on Instagram and he would like kind of guide me randomly. He would be like, hey, I like your post. Check out this or check out that. Or I think this could help you on your journey. And one of the things that he shared with me was a, a chant. And I used to use it every morning at work. And it was similar to the medicine chant. So I wanted to give you guys a taste of that. Because I really do believe that it carries a certain energy. And 
you know, I've heard of stories where groups of people get together and then they adopt each other's practices, either biologically or like if a group of certain people get together at a certain time, their heart rates like sink and all this crazy shit. Like I've heard of cases where too many women in one spot, they end up having the same menstrual cycle. Like it's just like really profound shit. And that's at the physical level. So I'm pretty sure that music can create some type of unification, especially with drums or some type of chant, especially because I'm interested in the Om. And for those of you that don't know, that's the sound of the universe, right? They call it the Om, the O-M. <clears throat> and then it can be pronounced A-U-M, right? If you're actually using each sound in the Om. So it's A-U-M. It's a chant. It's um. You'll hear a lot of monks saying it sometimes, Om, right? But if said correctly, it's actually supposed to be four syllables. And here it goes. It's going to get a little mind-blowing. So the first syllable is the A, right? A, uh, that sound. Then it gets to the U sound. Uh, and then the M sound, right? Mm, right? Those three sounds together, the sounds of the universe, right? The sounds of Earth's frequency. But what gets interesting is that the fourth sound is actually silence, Right. That is a sound. Silence is a sound. The lack of sound is a sound because it's the background. If there wasn't a lack of sound, you wouldn't be able to distinguish between what sounds like a sound and what doesn't. All right. But that's my rant for right now. This is not where I wanted to start, but I guess the medicine chant got me going. So that's that. Whew, take a deep breath, young Potter. So first and foremost, let me just thank everyone for listening up to this point. We're currently working on episode 16. Uh, I am a little hyper. Uh, first of all, because of the coffees, mad strong. But besides that, I've been manifesting like a motherfucker. Excuse my language. And I really have been just like speaking things into existence. And when it happens right it's like it bugs me out not because i don't believe but because i believe so much so it's just like oh here you go bro i guess i guess your belief paid off so literally my belief paid off and i want to thank that mysterious listener that wanted to donate money to me so that was nice i've been speaking about getting money from this podcast so it's happening um i am very grateful and very humbled that you felt the need to send me some money so that was pretty cool so technically this month we've become professional podcasters. I made some money last month and um, the page is growing. So it's pretty profound. It's just funny to speak it into existence and then actually have it happen. So I want to thank you if you're listening. And hey, whatever, whatever I said to you that got you to donate, let me know because I'll just keep doing it. But God is good on a serious note. And let's talk about the real reason that I'm here. So throughout this podcast, I've kind of talked about manifestation. I've talked about creating your dream life. I mentioned that pink bubble technique. So it makes sense that the next level is talking about manifestation. So before we talk about manifestation, though, I want to get people to understand this. The reason you shouldn't compare, right, is because people all have their own individual paths towards success. And you and me aren't. Or we're not, we don't have the ability to guess what that person's success feels like, tastes like, and what they had to sacrifice for to get that level of success. So what's the point? Why hate? Why judge? Why compare if that path isn't ordained for you? 
You know what I mean? Like you're stressing yourself out by spending energy thinking about why did this person get this and why didn't I? The answer for that is that it's not meant for you. And that's just simple like that. So understand that because the more that we cling to someone else's blessing, the more we add bitterness or dissatisfaction with someone else's blessing, the angrier we get. And then the less happy we are. And as a result, the less we can create. So I really believe that when I'm in a heightened state of mind and I'm at my peak, I'm creating all day, every day. And that's why I kind of get scared when I fucking wake up and I see extra money in an account that I just so happen to speak about. And I joke a lot about manifestation and abundance, but at the same time, I really am creating since we all are. So let's segue into some more rap. <clears throat> I've been rapping lately. So to talk about seasons and now some success fluctuates right sometimes you'll have a really difficult week and then you'll just be blessed right and it's just fluctuations ebb and flow so i'm going to jump into it with my flow this is not my flow this is toby's by the way he says i swear to god it amuses me how i went from broad shoeing me to trying to groove with me because i've musically transitioned now i'm at a higher level you caught me in some rainy seasons ah you caught me in some rainy ah you caught me in a rainy season there's some drier weather the reason I'm sad is because I felt like I was flowing and then they just stopped me. Don't stop me. Back to my medicine chain. I want to heal my own ego. All right. Back to business, though. So back to Toby. So what I'm saying here is he says, I swear to God, it amuses me how I went from broad shooing me to trying to groove with me because I've musically. Everything is a transaction and every thought is a transaction. It's an exchange with the universe. He's saying that it's funny to me, Toby, right, the speaker. He's saying that it's funny to him. That now all of a sudden everyone's trying to be around him because he's transitioned, because he's coming to his magical moment. You know what I mean? He's evolved. Pardon me. He's evolved into this version of success that has now attracted abundance in all areas of his life, including women. And he's respectfully saying no because he learned that by giving his energy so freely, something that I mentioned in episode 15 about sex transmutation, be careful how you share your sexual energy. Toby is saying, no, I am not going to just give myself out so freely. So that's how I wanted to start off with that. And I want to get a little deeper, right? Because a lot of people talk about healing, but they're not willing to get past the surface level of what healing may look like. So I'll give you an example, and then I'm not going to go into too much because this will literally just be an entire other episode. But basically what I wanted to hint at today, as well as everything that I'm already saying, is healing. Healing is important because you can't get to your next level if you're still trapped in the levels, you know, that you keep yourself trapped in the mental bondage. So why healing is important and why I mentioned surface level healing is because a lot of people, that's where they stop. Right. They say, OK, I understand that I'm sad because my father used to abuse my mother. OK, I'm healed. And it's like, yeah, you get the cause. But let's get deeper. Let's get to the seeds. Let's get to the root of the problem. Why do you feel that way? Right. How can you slowly forget? How can you slowly give that trauma less power over you? How does your soul get affected by that? How has your subconscious been imprinted and impacted by the negativity that surrounds you? That's real healing. How can you give it back? Now, this is not to say that one healing is better than the other because healing is healing. But at the same time, certain drama 
and trauma will require deeper levels of healing. So I'll leave it at that with that, right? I just wanted to I just wanted to hint that. But understand that if you're pushing for healing, don't stop at the edge, man. Dig as deep as fucking possible. Dig until there is no more dirt to dig. And then you build up, right? So I wanted to start off with that. I went into a little rant about that. I wanted to thank you guys. And then at the last level, right, I shouldn't have uh, saved the best for last, but I will. I'm going to hint at a little bit of something that I'm trying to understand. So I'm going to put this louder. Get my medicine shit going on. Hear me out. Don't worry. enough enough medicine chat now we're gonna get into my tai chi flow so i can really flow all right so to wrap up this podcast for this week let me just thank you all seriously for listening i know i've been joking i'm kind of like lax today i think i had a crazy uh night last night so i'm like i gotta get this energy out i'm just like too excited all right to wrap it up though what i wanted to talk about last was this and you're going to need like a pen and a pencil to try to understand me because there are so many ideas I'm going to try to shoot out. Just let me know if I make sense. All right. So here we go. Let's just jump in it. Ain't nothing to it but to do it, baby. So I had this idea of the law of least effort, which I've spoken about profusely, profoundly. I talk about it all the time. For those of you that don't remember or don't know or are new to the channel, welcome. You look great, by the way. The law of least effort is this understanding that In order to manifest your dream life, you can't attach to the outcome so much so that it becomes not fun. Once it does, you're at a heavier frequency. Things will not flow to you. The law of least effort will not flow with the law of attraction to create that which you need. Right? That's that. Now listen to this shit in action, though. I've also come to understand in my studies that it can be referred to as the law of economy of effort. A fancy way of saying that, or better yet, a nicer way of saying that the economy of effort is that an organism wants to operate with the least amount of energy expenditure as possible. Or, in even simpler fucking terms, you want to manifest what you want to manifest without using any energy as possible. As as much or as least energy as possible. So I'm like, hmm, that's an interesting concept. But this is where shit gets weird. Let's get a little funky as the music increases in frequency. <sighs> okay, so that's that philosophy. Then you get into something called Hermeticism, which is this idea presented by Hermes Trigistus. I can't pronounce it. But the reason I'm bringing him up is because he was an alchemist and he believed in energy and basically taking metal and turning it into gold. That's what alchemy is. That's what I referenced in episode 15. But to build on it, though, he also believed, him being Hermes, that everything is mental. Okay, hear me out. The first law is the law of mentalism, according to his studies, right? Hermeticism, Hermes. He's saying that all is in the mind. Check. The law of least effort is saying that you can create everything in the mind. Check. 
the law of least economy is saying that when you get to this level, you can create from the mind without having to think. And at the deepest levels, this is the last law that I'm going to bring this all together. Law seven of the seven spiritual laws of success is called the law of Dharma, meaning the law of discovering your purpose. Once you find your purpose, everything flows to you. Then you can really use the laws of success to manifest your life. Now, let me give you a real tangible example before I wrap all this up because I'm fucking excited. I'm excited of the correlation between the law of attraction, the law of least effort, um, the law of the effort of economy. Because economy, because every thought is a transaction. You give a thought in exchange, you receive that experience. It's a transaction in exchange for. That's why they keep calling it the economy of effort. The least effort, the more response. It's powerful shit. The, the, in this universe, right, the more you cling, the less you actually have. So in meditation, now I'm going off a rant, but I'll connect it, I promise. In meditation earlier this week, I had the revelation. Revelation? revelation the revelation that in order for me to gain everything i want i have to become nothing i literally have to manifest and meditate to the point where i am nothing where steven rivera does not exist where i become everything and because i become everything i can access everything but i have to give up who i think i am i have to give up this side of i want to be this person no 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 you got to give up everything to then get everything and that's the law of economy of effort it's hard to understand it's like you have to believe that you have this unlimited credit card and then let it go your ego can't be boosted by the fact that you have this unlimited e it's so fucking it's funny basically like the creator of the universe got jokes because it's like in order to access this gift you have to become nothing once you have it though listen to the ironic shit you don't want anything Right. You have the ability to manifest literally anything you want in your life, but you get to a point where you don't want anything. And I'm going to reference now Harry Potter, the first Harry Potter. When he gets to the end, right, he's looking for the Sorcerer's Stone, which was coincidentally, it's actually funny because it's part of alchemy. I'll throw that in there, too. That's just a hint for ya. But when he gets to the end, he comes across this mirror and he can't. The point is you can't get the Sorcerer's Stone from the mirror unless you don't want to use it. You can only get it if you want it. But if you want to use it for your own selfish gain, you'll never receive it. And that's the fucking reference that I'm making right now. I'm excited, right? This energy is real because I've tapped into a secret that will then in turn give me anything that I fucking need. As evident by my receiving of money this weekend while I spoke it into existence. Now... Before I go too, too crazy, because I've been going hard now. Whew. To wrap this up. Damn, ads. I'm going to start charging these ads to talk on my shit. So, to wrap this up, though. I know that I stumbled upon something with the law of least effort and the law of economy of effort. Let me explain to you how. Alright, so homegirl hits me up Friday. It's Sunday right now when I'm making this um podcast. She hits me up Friday. She's like, hey, I got a job opportunity for you if you want it or for anyone else. I said, who am I to be greedy right now? I don't personally need this job, but I know there's definitely people that might. I reached out to my group of friends. No attachment. No reward. I'm not looking for anything. I'm just like, hey, guys, if you want this job, it's available. Here you go. Have a blessed day. Bang. Minding my own business. Now I get a text message from a random principal. Hey, Steve, 
Uh, would you happen to know of anyone that's looking for a job? I want to hire one, two, and three. I'm like, what the fuck? I reach out to my other mans. I'm like, hey, my brother, how you doing? I'm reaching out to let you know that this guy's looking for teachers. Are you interested? Now, let's pause for a second. To the untrained, that might sound like a random occurrence. Okay, somebody hits you up, offers you a job, and coincidentally, now you have an opportunity to give a job. No, 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 my friends. That is an imperfect example of the law of economy of effort working in place. I didn't think about the job. I didn't want the job. I didn't need the job. I gave it out not wanting it, not needing it. I got another opportunity not wanting it, not needing it. I'm telling you, this is a profound energy to tap into. It works. It is continuous. It is 24 hours. It doesn't have to be begged. You just have to align with it. And one you are in alignment with this fucking power you literally get anything that you need and you are listening to this shit happening in real time and that's why my voice is a little bit more frantic and excited because this is my normal tone i just try not to freak people out when i'm doing videos like i'm really excited about this because it is powerful it's happening all around and the proof is in the pudding as evident by the influx of cash flow that is now happening through me using the economy of effort law all right guys i'm gonna leave it at that i said mad shit for today i hope that made sense i hope you enjoyed my medicine chant i hope you enjoyed my relaxing chai chi and i hope you learned something all right guys mindful wizards here i love you let's wrap it up before i do please follow the instagram um don't hesitate to help me grow i would love that you grow i grow i grow you grow we can do this show from all over the world it's gonna happen i already feel it i seize it i manifest it i taste it i'm here with y'all all right so let's leave it at that please follow make sure you get someone to check out this page check out the instagram we're selling shirts uh what i said on my instagram was pretty funny oh yeah you're not buying shirts you're uh, supporting the mission and the shirt is free amen i love y'all Please share this podcast with one person that needs the positivity today. Amen. God is good.